All right, Cherry Bubbly, let's do this. <laughs> I swear to God, my corner store, they must, and they're not terribly wrong. They must think all I drink is Miller Lite or cherry soda water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think every, yeah. I was going to say, every time I'm in there, I'm grabbing at least like, I'm grabbing one or the other. So do you keep your place, you keep your place well stocked with both. Are those all just corner store trips? Keeping that fridge filled with them? Yeah. Wow. Because when I go to the grocery store, I don't buy a lot of liquids because it's a longer walk. Right. They're heavy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet they see you buying a lot of that stuff that <laughs> it's like every time I'm in there, I'm like, oh, it's so nice to have a friend that just always has cold soda waters in the fridge ready for me. <laughs> Dude, the corner store is key. It's like, yeah, we've talked about it before, but it's like essentially the pit crew, the modern man. And that's true. It's like all the little things. That's that's again, that's was the shock during the snowstorm. Like the corner store is closed. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Matt, you are recording. We'll just get rolling. All right. Today, you are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tense. Starring the te- Start the uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Well, probably heard the intro and I'm talking about our beverages of choice. Welcome to another V Home episode of the podcast. We're the host of here podcast and Ted Smith, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. When I'm back in the studio, boys, I'll have that thing figured out again. All right, the upper square. Uh, looking nice in a hoodie today. Must be a little chilly in Texas. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Blessed be the boys of the podcast. What's going on, boys? Cobb, as you can see behind me, there's still some sunlight because these times have changed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's pitch black here. Jesus. <laughs> all right, back there getting the studio all set up. Uh, making sure everybody's got their bang or their soda water. Matt, <laughs> I'm the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? So I feel like I have, to, well, so are you guys excited for March Madness? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> I didn't want to kill the bit, man. What do we got? <laughs> well, it starts Thursday. <laughs> so you still have time. Uh, tomorrow would be St. Patrick's Day. So you got a day in between. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, like, it always was, like, a thing. Like, you had football, and then you got into college hoops. And then, like, March Madness, to me, I, I think outside of, like, college and NFL football, I think it might be the biggest sport in America. Yeah, that's a good question. How, yeah, how does it compare to baseball? I don't even know. Well, like, baseball's all summer long and stuff. And they get – don't get me wrong. Like, those are overall bigger sports. But I'm just saying, like, March Madness I- is something everybody – takes part in dude i see what you're saying like the intensity like the number of people in the length of time yeah definitely march madness is big same with nfl playoffs college football playoffs i'd say the big three right like if you sent me a random text or like can you believe what just happened in that mariners game i'd be like uh no like i don't you know what i mean (laughs) but if you if you texted me at some point over the four days of the the first four days of the tournament or like did you see that west virginia loss i'd be like yes that was wild yeah, definitely. People are glued to their TVs for uh, the Final Four. That was part of what made that whole 
OJ thing so crazy, you know, like that coverage. And it was like, yeah, part of the, uh, part of the tournament. And I think it was the final four. Uh, it was part of the NBA finals and it was the Knicks. And oh, Houston. that's what it was. It's a good yeah. thing you're here, Ted. Cause I know F all about sports. <laughs> well, I'm also older. So I remember watching the car chase. Well, yeah, that was wild. That was a wild one. I was just thinking about how lucky I got that Ted, you and I had talked about hanging out this year and, or, or this Saturday. And it just so happens that Maryland is playing a game in the tournament on the day that you're all right. We're already scheduled to hang out. Like I get to watch a March Madness Maryland game with Ted all of a sudden, like hell yeah, I'm pumped for March Madness. And last year it got canceled at like the weirdest fucking thing of all time. And, you know, it, I'm just glad that we're back and, you know, it's like, I love one shining moment. I'm excited to, you know, like take in the crazy, the sports, you know, has been a bigger deal in all of this. Uh, and to be able to, you know, have that, like, I've just been really gravitated towards sports with a lot less going on outside of, you know, other things in life these days. So like, I'm more pumped about it and, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a fun way to kick it off on Saturday. Cobb, you know, I called Matt today as I did not realize till last night that the tournament was stretched out. So I wouldn't say a panic, but I called Matt today and he's like, what's up? And I was like, so we're hanging out Saturday. Maryland's playing. He's like, what time? I was like, I had to guess. I'd say 410. But I mean, <laughs> like, so, you know, we'll, we'll get in the, get out in the facility, get some swings in, figure it out. But I was like, I was like, yeah, man, four o'clock tip off. Like that's prime time. Dude, that's perfect. And you know, Mitch has surround sound at the, at the house. So, I mean, you're good to go. Um, dude, what I was going to say is I, I have so much respect for Matt. He, as he swears, he just marks a little tick on his sheet for him to come back and bleep his own swear out. And thank God it was not me for the first time. Like I always, <laughs> I feel like I always break the ice. So thank you, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. I certainly miss F8 sometimes, you know, it's not as like smooth as the casual, like, um, but yeah, get them in there and bleep it up. What's up corporate? <laughs> Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell people uh, go to radio.com slash brackets it's a million dollar challenge and you can play against me as I already have a bracket in you should be be able to beat me a lot of my choices with my heart I have the Terps and the Sweet 16 so (laughs) we'll see what happens but yeah uh, presented by Geico there you go that should should count as one of our commercials dude that really Ted, Smooth. I will say, man, that, that rings true to you that you play the tournament with your heart and not your head. Because I feel like <laughs> that's how you live your life in a good way. I think more people should be driven from their heart than their head. That being said, that Geico thing, you know who's behind that, right? I, no, no. Warren Buffett, man. The brainiac math man. So he did oh. a... Yeah. So he did a tournament challenge like a couple of years ago. He was like, Oh yeah. If anyone gets the perfect bracket, I'll give them a million bucks or 10 million bucks. And I saw an interview of him talking about it. And he was like, the, the odds of someone getting that are like that they have a better chance of being stricken by lightning, like 11 times or something crazy. Like, you know, he loves math and he's a big shareholder wow. in uh, general re who reinsures Geico. And I think they have a 
actually, yeah, they have a big stake in Geico too. So that's hilarious to me that now they've moved it down to Geico and he's like, it's a sure thing. Like we ain't paying that million, baby. Run it out there. Get a couple new policies. <laughs> and today on the show, Miles was messing with me and he's like, well, you can't win the million, right? I was like, well, no, because I work here. I was like, I'll tell you what though, if I have a perfect bracket and I can't win the million, I was like, I'm going to Geico and I want the gecko. Like, I want that gecko. <laughs> you better have an English accent. I don't care. Like, I don't know how you teach the gecko to talk. I want him talking with that English accent and I want him around my home, just like chilling. I want yeah. How you do it ain't my business. How you do it is your business. Okay. Right. I saw the commercials. Right. I picked a perfect bracket. You have a million dollars to figure this out. I want that little fella in my house keeping me company. <laughs> Dude, that, that makes me think of uh, the Pepsi challenge. Do you guys remember that thing? Pepsi points yeah. back in the day? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you, do you guys remember the controversy around that at all? No. Dude, it was incredible. Okay. So I don't know if you guys remember, but the original video, they show this, um, this kid at like a high school and it, he's got some item and it's like, oh, this item, 25 Pepsi points. It's like this, whatever, like motorcycle, you know, 1500 Pepsi points. But then PepsiCo effed up. The mistake they made was they had a military Harrier jet, one of the most expensive jets in US military history that's capable of vertical takeoff and landing, land in front of his high school. And he goes and gets in the jet and it's like, Harrier jet, 26,000 Pepsi points. Whatever it was, this dude figured out that it was not that many points. The number of points ended up being like, I want to say it was about $700,000 worth of Pepsi points. So what this guy did is he went around and he was in high school. He got a couple of investors and in the state he lived in, there's a law that if you're doing something that converts to points, you also have to be able to buy points with US dollars. So he sent them a check for $700,000 and he said, where's my $26 million Harrier jet? And they were like, what do you mean? And he was like, in the commercial, you advertise that for 26,000 Pepsi points. And so it ended up becoming a lawsuit. And um, so he sued. It lasted a couple of years. And I believe uh, after one or two appeals, like it was a big deal. The court ended up ruling against the kid uh, and Pepsi didn't have to deliver the Harrier, but they did have to change in their commercial to make it like, you know, 36 million points or something like that. So pretty crazy. <laughs> By the way, I've seen a Harrier jet at uh, Seafair. It's impressive, and it might be one of the loudest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So NCAA uh, March Madness, right, is like a almost like an extra holiday, right? Like we talk about the Super Bowl as a holiday. So uh, my buddy Will today, me, him, and my brother are talking about going to Lake Tahoe in October. So he sends a picture of a very attractive girl like on a paddleboard, <laughs> uh, like in Lake Tahoe and it's, you know what I mean? It's just like, come experience Lake Tahoe. And he's like, do you think they'll ever have three middle-aged half in shape, bald white males on their marketing cover? And I was like, huh, that's an interest. Obviously not. But I started thinking about brochures. So what's this, right? So it's like Tahoe has that, but you could also have a brochure that's just like, Three bros like sitting like fishing and like chugging light beer. And that, then my mind just started kind of racing. I was like, you could have bro, you know what I mean? Like BRO shores for, for a lot of stuff. Like you can go to Manhattan Beach and watch the volleyball tournament. 
more than likely though, you're not as hot or as in shape as those people. So the brochure is like three middle-aged dudes, <laughs> you know, they work out, they don't have six packs and they're just drinking Coronas watching the tournament from a bar. <laughs> when it's like all the things you can do as a bro in these exotic locations. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Especially if they're like trying to recruit, like, you know, single women having trouble finding love. Yeah, I don't right. So I was just trying to like, I don't know if you guys have any. I should have texted you, but I was like, yeah, because there's a ton of places like, like exotic locales, like even Vegas, right? Like the brochure is just, you know, a couple dudes sitting in a sports book all day getting hammered. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. or it shows you just standing in a long line outside of a club. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, or like rifling through the phone book looking for, you know, some call girls, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like in the Vegas brochure, it's just like you could shoot automatic weapons. You can rent a car. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah, they have actually they have a lot of stuff like that. In Vegas, they have um like that. You can like go use construction equipment to like dig holes and like, you know, bulldoze stuff. Like, yeah, that totally would go in the brochure. Yeah, right. Like, I don't know. I just sometimes I don't know how uh how friendly regular brochures are so i was like yeah man you should like lake tahoe i mean i get what you're saying there it's a beautiful picture but like the three of us aren't doing that so Cobb, if we like tried to pursue this and like started brochures inc and all of our uh travel to like the three of us to go and like do these shoots we we all go there and you know hire photographers and like do it up but wouldn't all our travel expenses be like considered business expenses? Matt, do you have some business expenses you're looking to hide that you want advice about? Cause this is not the forum. <laughs> no, it's just, no, I, 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 Matt, you've been in Palm Springs a lot, man. Let's talk about it. But not on the record. No, I do it legitimately. Um, yeah. I still think it's fun. And I'm just saying this sounds like an above board opportunity yeah, dude, the easy test I would say is so, you know, meals and entertainment have changed a little bit over the past couple of years. But the main thing is, is it done in the pursuit or trade of business? And at the end of the day, we would not be going to Lake Tahoe if it wasn't to shoot that brochure with our wannabe six packs and pale skin. So I would say, yes, that is a business expense. I would include the hotel, I would include the flights, only part of the food, um, and a small part of the entertainment. Wow. Yeah, well, it's like, right, like, let's think we're like division, you know, we're like a lower division one basketball team, right? It's like my buddy or a, a Damathy guy that used to coach at Coastal. He used to say, I don't, I go and see who's the best athlete in the gym. And I go, okay, who passes him the ball? So that's a <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Pete Strickland, one Damathy. But brochures bro are more realistic, right? Like, listen, you want to go to the MGM? Like, you, you three aren't getting into Wet Republic. But yeah. our giant pool is open all day. There's still <laughs> hot girls serving you frozen drinks. Like, ask Ted Smith. He was there. But like, it was an amazing time. I woke <laughs> up with a temporary tramp stamp. Brochures sent me straight. Yeah, it's, the brochure is like, maybe you guys should would have better luck at the, the Hard Rock Cafe. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, go hit the pool. You know, have, like, have a burger. Be a good time. <laughs> right? Dude, I like that. Truth and advertising. Brochures. Oh man. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Right? I like this idea. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not. I know. And I literally like I got that text like an hour ago. I was like, we should talk about this. We could. I mean, because and then all these places have like travel boards and be like, look, you got this is a new campaign for you. You know, here you go. That'll be however many dollars. Like there's a huge market for that. Yeah. And look, I mean, between the three of us, like we've been to some cool parties and like cool nightclubs and stuff. Right. Like I'd say overall, the pictures you see from a nightclub are like probably the 10 percent of those people that like, quote unquote, look like the nightclub people. Like most of the club is just normal people. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. this makes me think you're 100 percent right. This makes me think of a very specific instance. When we first got into the popcorn game, our first Christmas, we bought another popcorn company and they had really good images on their website, you know, high res like. Uh, images that we found out later they'd paid, you know, close to $60,000 for. So wow. we're talking professional photographer of the works. Um, we sent, so most people, when we send out their orders, they're very happy, you know, no problems. We do our best. We sent this order to Oklahoma and I will never forget. It was a, this, I'm not going to say his name, but it was a contract. He ran a contracting company there, construction. And I think he was used to dealing with subcontractors and negotiating so he buys about, I don't know, it was a small order, like $900 worth of popcorn. We send it down. I get a call from him and he's like, hey, uh, we, uh, you know, what, what's going on with this popcorn you sent us? And I was like, uh, I don't know, man, what's up? I packed it and shipped it myself. Uh, did it get there okay? He was like, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, so what, what's the problem? And he goes, you know, uh, we're here in the office. And he, of course, had the Oklahoma accent. He's like, we're here in the office. I got everyone gathered around. And, uh, it just doesn't have that, you know, that wow factor. And I was like, wow factor. And he was like, you know, man, like I saw on the website like that, mm, like that wow factor. Uh, there's not quite as much chocolate, whatever. Da, da, da. I was just like, dude, have you ever been to a McDonald's? Like, does your burger come out looking exactly like the, the high res photo on the menu? Like, come on, man, give me a break here. I ended up giving him a couple hundred bucks off, but it was BS. It was only because I was a novice. I would never do that today. <laughs> the wow factor like you're talking the wow about, factor 10 like i mean i won't mention other brands but like go buy some other stuff at the store like i guarantee you this popcorn's better and number two is like it's popcorn it has a wow limit dude seriously <laughs> like that's the thing the taste and i was like oh does it taste okay is it fresh he was like it tastes great it's very fresh thank you and he was like but it just doesn't look like the one i saw on the website and i was like dude like what do you want me to do man it's it's a sixty thousand dollar photo shoot like, yes, your popcorn that was shipped in the mail by me is not going to look quite as good. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of stupid wow, so wow factors, have you seen the stuff going on with Salt Bay these days? No, I lost track of Salt Bay about a year ago. Love that guy. So he's got a restaurant in New York now and he's got one in Miami. So first of all, you can buy like a gold encrusted steak, which the prices are ridiculous. Dudes out there charging like, what did I see? Like, it's like $120 for spaghetti. What? Like, what? So there's this video going around of him chopping up the steak as he does and salt bay in it. And then he's got it on his like super big knife and it's like one piece. And he like hands it over to this girl, but like over top her boyfriend. And she's like got her tongue out and mouth open to like eat it. But the dude's face is kind of like, are you really going to eat that meat like that? <sighs> so it turned into a whole thing of like, I guess he does this all the time. And people were like, why do people care? And this and that. And I'm like, 
I don't know, man. It just looks bad. And he's like, you know, like some people on the internet are like, oh, because there's another one of a guy. He tries to do it to a dude. And the dude's like, no, I'll take it off your knife. <laughs> <laughs> I followed Salt Bay on Instagram uh, like a couple months ago, probably. Like, I'd never actually followed him. I just saw the one meme. And then I was like, oh, he actually has an account, but I haven't seen this specific video. Yeah, I mean, Salt Bay fondly fed another man's girlfriend salaciously sliced steak. Was this disrespectful? <laughs> I love stuff think, like this. That's what I think too. And everybody's like, "That guy should grow up." I'm like, I don't know, man. It just it just looks bad optically. Bad optics for sure. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know, man. Like, number one, I like I used to like the guy, but I'm like, I don't know that I want to be spending that much money. There's the other video of some boyfriend banging on the doors. This girl's in the dude's restaurant when it's closed, like twerking. Like, I think Salt Bay's out there just trying to take people's girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Though, that's the big question, man, is, you know, the internet has this unbelievable power to skyrocket obscure people to the national consciousness in a matter of hours. And wow. the question is, do you just become a meme for a while and then gracefully retreat to the shadows? Or do you take that as your one opportunity, like a bad baby on um, the Dr. Phil show to launch a new career and uh, you start selling sweatshirts and, you know, whatever, or selling your body or running an OnlyFans. Um, I don't know, man. I, for me, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth when people over-commercialize. But who am I to judge, man? Salbe's out there doing his thing. You know, uh, it's not my personal preference, but I mean, this is America, you know, he's doing his thing. So, but are you upset if Salt Bay is seductively feeding your girl? Dude, look, here's the thing. That was just a straight flex. Okay. Salt Bay is in his environment in there. He's the captain of the ship and he knows that nobody's (laughs) going to step to him. That's when he is at his most powerful. He's got the knife, the steak in his own restaurant. So like if ever he's going to make a move on your girl. It's then all the chips are in his corner. I mean, he's sitting in the VIP on the biggest couch with women under both arms. So, you know, I think that it was a pretty aggressive move. I also, I also think Salt Bay knew what he was doing. And I think there wasn't much that could be done to stop it. What do you think boys? Right. No, no, no. The question is, how would you feel about it though? I'm not saying <laughs> anything about Salt Bay. How would you feel? Like, so say it like, because this is where the internet's kind of split. Dude, here's the thing. Have you ever seen, those videos of when someone gets dunked on and the other guy's nuts go in their face. (laughs) That's how I would feel. Ted Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what can you do? He's, you know, two points. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. That's probably how I'd feel about it. I would think about it. Like, yeah, man, you just gotta, you just gotta respect it you know, and like, just be here for it as much as you can. And just like, Hey man. Yeah. You know, try and not let my own, uh, ego be bruised by, you know, him and his element as Cobb put it, but that's what I would try and think about. I would probably feel like the dude getting the sack to the face, uh, on the poster. Oh yeah. Getting posterized. That's what it used to be called. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. You, Ted? I mean, obviously, I would not be a fan of it. But I'm just like, 
I don't know, man. I just feel like feeding somebody else outside of like feeding a child, helping them eat. Like I, that's just not, it's not something you do just like kind of what, like I would, we would never feed each other. You know what I mean? What like, are you going to do? Ted, uh, he feeds your girlfriend. What are you going to do? You're in his restaurant. Yeah, what you, What's your what move? What are you going to do about it? That's a good question. Make your too. move, Ted. Well, I'm hoping she would just bite it like a normal person, not just be like, ah, like throw it in there <laughs> or like take it off the knife. I don't know. I'd be on guard. I'd probably say, listen, before we go in there, like you are not eating meat off somebody's <laughs> knife, which would probably end in an argument and not be great. Yep. <laughs> That's the thing, man. If you're going to lose her to Salt Bay, you're going to lose her whether you give her the speech or not. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was the whole joke earlier in the Seahawks season when they were playing uh, the Patriots. I kept, I kept joking around being like, oh, yeah, Julian Edelman cheated, cheated with my girlfriend. Like, she cheated on me. With it. And then I said it so much, like I forget who I was sitting with, and they were like, you know, honestly, dude, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I think there's worse people she could have cheated on. I was like, first of all, I don't have a girlfriend, but you're right. I guess Julian Edelman, I'd be like, well, she cheated up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll tell you this much. I went to Salt Bay's restaurant prepared to pay $1,500 for a meal. But if I had read the brochure, I would have known to be on guard for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Go ahead, is, that, Matt. is that like a food cuckolding? cuckolding? <laughs> like, because I've I've had I've had dreams where I'm being cuckolded or whatever. I, I'm the cuck in the dream, and it's like let's just try and be respectful here. And I feel like you know that's the it's the food equivalent. Salt Bay coming up and just being like, here we go. Just giving yeah. the meat to the girl, right in your Wait, face. I don't think I quite understand that whole scenario. Could you explain the where somebody more endowed is uh, hooking up with your girl in front of you, and the cuck is the person who's watching that? Yeah, gotcha. I don't know what the name of the other guy is. It was a very obscure term. And this and that. And then I was going to say, and then it was like 4chain or 8chain. All those dudes started talking about it and calling everybody a cuck. And that's where it kind of like, that's where it kind of came back into like the consciousness. But it's like, yeah, that's such a specific thing. Like what kind of porn were you dudes watching that that's your insult for somebody? Right. Well, when I heard it, I knew what it was because I had just like seen it out of curiosity and then been like, well, that's interesting, but that is certainly not my thing. But it was like, that's its own thing that you just see when you're browsing sometimes. And I knew what it was. And then when people started using it like that, I was like, that's hilarious. But yeah, like the alt-right kind of got a hold of it and kind of like, so you can't, I was like, oh, that's a fun word. And then within like a month or two, it was like, yeah, that's like what the alt-right saying is like, I can't be a straight white male yelling that word around as, as much fun as I think it sounds. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of like, whatever anybody's kinks are or whatever, I'm not going to downplay, like talk trash on them. But like that one has some weird overtones too. Cause there's generally different races involved and this and that. And then the alt, alt right took it and like really made it super popular. So I'm with like, I, you will not hear me use that term. I also think it's just a weird insult. 
like you've seen the term, but to like to use it in your everyday lingo, like you were watching some of these videos and more than likely statistically, if you look <laughs> at this stuff, like the dude saying that would be those guys. They would be the cucks. Right. <laughs> statistically speaking. Yeah, right. Not to go all mathematical on you, but. <laughs> right. Not to get into analytics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take a break here and we'll come back with some emails. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, we'll start working on brochures. We'll get those out. Come with your uh, sweatshirt when you get one. Back to basics. Brochures. All right, Cobb, do we got some emails? Yeah. Oh, dude, I forgot to show you guys this sweatshirt. It's uh, in the same vein as, as back to basics. I don't know if you'll be able to read it on uh, this. It's all reversed. It's only money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Well, uh, some friends and I were on uh, a little adventure and I was like, oh, nice. I'm in that game. It's <laughs> a good reminder for people. It's like, dude, it's only money, man. Go, go live your life and enjoy yourself. Dude, okay. By the way, real quick, before you read the emails, you're wearing a new sweatshirt. So I got two pairs of shoes for Christmas. Hadn't worn them yet. So Saturday, I was like, I'm breaking out a pair. And I'm standing like in like a walkway in a bar. So I'm kind of, so I'm talking with our buddy Barnes and I'm like, are we not going to act like these shoes aren't dope? Right. <laughs> I've already had a few beers. We're laughing and joking. And then this older couple walks by and they're like, excuse us. And I was like, oh yeah, no, no worries. And the woman just stops and she goes, I'm just here to look at your awesome shoes. And I was like, all right, that's fair. Good call. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Got them. <laughs> what kind of shoes are they, man? Uh, what are these? They're not Air Maxes. They're, I forget what these are called. Anyhow. Oh, yeah, those are fresh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was pretty proud of them. All right. Um, let's see. I don't remember if we did this one or not um, about what's not like the old days. What's up, fellas? I'm turning 34 at the end of this month. So for me, what they don't make like the old days is music. Don't get me wrong. There's good music today. I just feel like it's so easy now. You kind of get a lot of junk. Steve, the FedEx driver. Yeah, Hot I mean, topic. I think- Okay. I think there's also like research that says like basically your music, like you basically stop listening to music around like 30 or something. Stop listening to Probably new younger. and you kind of just get yeah. stuck in your way. So it's like, sometimes it's hard to listen to new music with an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's a <laughs> subject we could go deep into, but yeah, ultimately I, I agree with you. There, South Park did a good episode about that. How like all music just sounds uh, like S after a certain age. But yeah, people die into themselves and definitely get more, uh, less open and more, less chaotic, more structured. Um, howdy fellas to the greatest podcast in all the land, all the land, all the land, uh, the cop topic, not made like it used to. That was the subject. Uh, Stan, the old guy still stuck in Minneapolis, a couple of things on the horizon that could get me back to the Pacific Northwest in late spring. Get your best family feud. Good answer. Good answer. Ready. Uh, furniture. My son has a dresser that's been handed down three generations and I'm sure someday he will hand it down to his kid too. My wife has two solid cherry wood dressers that I believe are about 80 years old. They are heavy as hell and built to last. 
While technology has improved many things, it also turned us into a disposable society. You have to upgrade your tech devices or they just won't work with the new software. It's cheaper to buy a new microwave than to fix it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy and use technology to the fullest of my skills. It also forces me to learn new software to be more efficient and effective and keep the old brain young. Thanks for bringing the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest to me weekly, along with the sprinkling of wisdom, knowledge, and laughs. Cheers, Stan. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with furniture. And, like, I feel like nowadays, like, if you get, like, a sturdy, you know, like, if you want a real table made out of, like, oak or something, like, it just is so expensive. So he's right. The disposable kind of, like, well, let's just get this one. It's nice, sir this and that, and you know you're probably not going to keep it for generations in a family. Yeah. I, I honestly never really thought about that, but we really have become, like, uh, they call, like, our generation the Dixie Cup generation. You know, we, like, just drink something and throw it away. And uh, that totally applies to furniture, man. Like, you think, like, almost every furniture decision I've made in my life has been on price rather the than I- value. The idea of furniture as, like, a generational investment has never crossed my mind in 34 years <laughs> yeah and the other thing you know furniture does become antiquated pretty quickly so that's another thing like different styles come in and out of vogue i think also too it's just like nowadays you just have the supplies and materials to make cheaper stuff like if you you know what i mean techniques. Like, yeah. yeah i'm sure that i'm sure that you know like i have a buddy that's a woodworker and his stuff's awesome but it's it's super expensive as it should be but like <clears throat> Yeah, if we could only buy furniture like that, we wouldn't have much furniture around. <laughs> yeah, I think I know the buddy you're talking about. I'm pretty sure I bought a $4,200 desk from that dude. Is he working? <laughs> I don't even want to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's for a shop. Um, yeah, but like a lot of the the techniques now, they're actually, housing is going to fall into the same thing of they, didn't, they don't make it like they used to. Well, code has become more stringent and the techniques have become better. They also have some techniques for it, like PLAM, for instance, laminating wood together. So it's similar to particle board for a big beam rather than an actual, you know, big like hunk of oak or whatever, you know, hardwood. So yeah, I mean, they're going to start building houses out of particle board, just like furniture. We're doomed. <laughs> we're, we're doomed. That's my we're point. all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash, you're going to die. I'm going to die. Matt's going to die. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is that it for the emails this week? Um, you got uh, no, there's one more. All right. St. Patty's Day food. According to the reports I've seen, Irish tend to eat bacon or ham for St. Patrick's Day. It's the Americans that choose to eat corned beef and cabbage to honor their Irish roots while living in America. It was also the Americans who turned the holiday into a party, whereas the Irish originally kept it a somber, sedate celebration. But since America has been celebrating St. Patty's Day for 260 years, the Irish now make it a party too. Cheers, Michelle. Huh. Okay, so my brother caught up on the podcast and sent me a video today, like a two-minute video. Basically, the guy was talking about corned beef, which corned beef, first of all, has no corn involvement, but it's a big hunk of uh, meat that's been salted. So generally brisket. So back in the day, like 17, early 1800s in Ireland, they would salt the beef with these huge hunks of salt that resembled corn. So that's kind of where the name corned beef came from. But then when they were doing all this, most of the regular Irish people couldn't afford to eat this stuff. It was only like the rich people that could. So when they all immigrated to America and had jobs and more money, 
that's where the corned beef tradition kind of started with St. Uh, Patrick's Day here in the States. Oh, yeah. No, like, we're just going to go off. Like now we're living in Beverly Hills. Wow. Yeah. I also like the guy ends the video with, so <clears throat> eat your American kind of Irish corned beef on Jewish rye bread with Russian dressing, which wasn't invented in Russia. Anyhow, enjoy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> 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 right with German pickles and sauerkraut. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. Wow. Uh, that's wild. With that said, I cooked a corned beef on Sunday. Turned out delicious. Can of can of nice. brawl. Yeah. Can did of you do uh, the slow cooker? Did. I I got up early to watch Arsenal Tottenham, Arsenal one, and then uh, loaded up the slow cooker, potatoes, carrots, cabbage. Crashed out for a while, woke up and was like, ooh, it's dinner time. <laughs> Dude, that makes sense. Friday morning I saw a guy walking around Seattle in a gunner's jersey. I was back for just a hot minute. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, Sunday was a big match, man. North London Derby. So, yeah, I just feel like that's a great move. Like, wake up early, start the slow cooker, hang out, watch sports, drink, take a nap, and then your food's ready. Yeah, it's all, it was a great day. That's, that's so well played. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I've done that many a Sunday, especially in, uh, in COVID times. So it's like I've gotten used to being hung over and just chopping vegetables. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> can, can I use that as a quote on my website for testimonials, Ted? Like I'm doing this course and talking about chopping. ideal clients and stuff. I feel like that's the quote that I want to reach people with. I've just gotten used to cutting up vegetables while I'm hungover. <laughs> Dude, I totally old manned it last weekend. Like, Met a couple people for some beers on Saturday, like Irish exited. I was home by like 839. Like, like I think I was I think I was asleep by like 1030 on Saturday. Popped up at like 8 a.m. Like, let's start food prepping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go for emails. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break here. Then we'll check in with what's mattening. All right. Well, let's check in with what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. All right. Uh, so I, the weekend started with a trip to Leavenworth on Saturday. Nice. Um, I might've done something Friday. I don't really remember, but Saturday was fun because we went to Leavenworth. Tyler and I uh, drove up there and had a good time. Uh, we actually met up with our we walked around town. We found this like really cool hippie store, which, you know, you don't I didn't know they had a hippie store in there. But I mean, it's like you're walking through one of the little shops at Meltdown um, up a, like up above the stage. So um yeah, it, that place was cool. Found a really cool like art studio. I got some stickers for our buddies, Nolan and Lance. So now I got to track them down and give them to them because it made me think of them. And I was like complimenting the stickers like really because they were just like by the checkout and I was getting a shirt. It's a Globo Gym Purple Cobra shirt, if you were wondering. <laughs> nice find for 15 bucks. 
And but I was like, I saw these stickers by him. And I was like, oh, I got to get this for Nolan. And then I saw another one. I was like, I got to get this one for Lance. And I was like, these are so cool. They just keep reminding me of all my friends. They're getting me. And the guy's like, you know, you got two. It's three for ten. And I was like, this one's for me. And it's this fear and loathing looking one. <laughs> get in there. And then Tyler was like, I'm pretty sure that's the artist of those stickers. And like he screen printed those himself. And like that's his shop. And I was just stoked on him. I didn't realize I was talking to the guy that actually was like the one that created them. Uh, so that was just Wait, like, where oh. was this? In Leavenworth. Oh, cool. Yeah, I forget cool. the name of the place. Uh, damn. It's on one of the little side streets there. Leavenworth's not that big. You look for a cool art studio with like Alice in Wonderland, like cool trippy stuff that looks like a place I'd walk into. You'll find it. Uh <laughs> dude, I did the same thing uh the first time I went to Stan's barbecue in Issaquah. Like it's all this he's from Kansas City, <laughs> it's all this Kansas City stuff. So finally, like he like walks over and I, it's like me, Mike and Mike's fiance sitting at the bar. And I go, Hey man, is there any chance you're Stan? And he just looks to the right. And there's this massive picture of him, like on the field with like some famous chief. And he's like, yes, I'm Stan. I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Maybe we should grab stands for the game. Not a bad call. Just get it to go. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Leavenworth was dope. Always is. Uh, Saturday was fun, too. Uh, or Sunday. Uh, Kevin from uh, Metal Shop and Loud Local came over, and we went and hiked Poo Poo Point, uh, which was remarkably not crowded. Like, it was, you know, 50 and drizzling and some showers or whatever, like, but that's typical Northwest and that's a really popular trail. And I was stoked that it was not super packed. Um, and yeah, we had a, we had a really good time. So um, yeah. And then we saw George in Leavenworth. That's what I was going to say. And so, yeah, always fun when you could see him and one of his daughters was with, with him and she's adorable and very well behaved. So it was just great time. Great weekend. Dude, how big of a hike is Poo Poo Point? I always hear people talk about it, but like I can't tell if it's like. So there's actually a handful of ways that you can get there. The most popular one is like, I want to say 1.8 up and back. So just like right. 3.6 total, but it's it's pretty steep for how, you know, for how short it is. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that gets you right up there. All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. That is a quick aside. Your Stan's barbecue story reminded me of the only time I've ever felt famous in my life, which was at the popcorn shop. Um, obviously it's called Cobb's popcorn. My last name's Cobb. Uh, go figure. And this group of, I kid you not, 15 Japanese schoolgirls came in and it was like out of a movie. I mean, literally like the Argyle uh, skirts, the white shirts, and they're doing like the peace sign photos all over the shop. And right as they're about to leave, so they're loving it, they buy popcorn, whatever, a bunch of bags. And right as they're about to leave, my business partner's like, hey, he's Cobb. 
And they all like squeal like, oh, just like laughing, loving it. And then like the only girl with the moose spoke English is like, picture, picture. I was like, oh, here we go. So there's somewhere out there in the universe is a photo of me with my arms around like six on one side, six on the other Japanese schoolgirls in the popcorn shop. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. I just like, I think about like, that's the kind of thing I'm never going to see that photo unless I run for office. And then it just pops up and is like, <laughs> do you want this man representing you in city council? I think not. <laughs> uh, so anyway, got that going for me. Um, okay. For the cop topic, um, this uh, weekend I was over at, um, this would be like a humble brag, but whatever. We were over at this cafe near here and um we were, it's kind of like a, you know, known, like cool, I don't know, really good food restaurant spot. Um, it's a little bakery and they do, you know, whatever coffee and sandwiches and stuff. And, uh, we were with, um, a couple people and one of them walks into the restaurant and he goes, Hey, I think that this guy is sitting outside that you would recognize, uh, it's Bobby Flay. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't really know what Bobby Flay looks like, but whatever. I'll walk over and look. So I went over, looked. I was like, oh, yeah, I think it is Bobby Flay. And like the the guy was kind of on the fence. So I went over to verify. I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. Um, but it got me thinking, like, you know, just celebrities in general, like they have to live like he was just there by himself, like grabbing, you know, croissant or whatever. But celebrities have to live in the real world, too. So cop topic this week. I just want to hear people's stories. What celebrity have you seen in the wild? Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter. What celebrity have you seen in the wild? And if you could throw the context in, but if you just, you know, happen to see him, whatever, that's fine too. Boys? Yeah, I'm just, I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to think about like in the wild and not, <laughs> not nothing to do with work. Well, aside from you uh, getting your beer kicked over by a homeboy. What was that guy's name? Alan uh, Stone. Alan Stone, thank you. <laughs> Somebody posted a video, a new video of his today and was like, this guy's the best in the Northwest. And I had to fight the urge. He, like, he kicked over my beer at a Seahawks game. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. He kicked over my beer at a Seahawks game. And then apologized. Uh, in the wild. Yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one. Like, you, like, I mean, I've seen plenty of like, just random like, what's up to somebody in an airport. But I still think my favorite one was uh do you guys know the comedian jeff die yes right so he's from up here so it's pearl jam the home shows and it's the first night so i'm with steve miggs now steve miggs had gotten tickets for oh he's the wrestling people are going to be pissed at me the irish lat she's a female wrestler becky lynch becky lynch right so steve's like hey come over here we're hanging out with like Becky and uh, what's his name? Uh, the big trainer dude, Jay. Jay Ferugia. Right. So I don't reckon. So Becky at this time is dating Jeff Dye. I'm a huge fan of his. But when we first start BSing with them, like Becky Lynch to me is the biggest person at this table. So me and Jeff are just kind of going back and forth. And I said something about Burning Man. Oh, that's right. Because I was leaving in like a week. And he's like, I've always wanted to go. So we bro down. I think we did like a shot of tequila or something for like half an hour. And then finally, I look at him and I go, oh, man, Jeff, I'm sorry. You're Jeff Dye, aren't you? And he's like, well, yeah. It's like, I, like, 
eventually like he was already with us, but it was kind of cool just kind of like throwing down with the guy for like 30 or 40 minutes before I realized like he's like a celebrity. <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's way better than mine. That's I was very like, Ted. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very on brand, Mr. Smith. But <laughs> <laughs> right. well, you're on this trip, right? Cool, man. You're pretty funny. When you should I do something with that. You that night, Ted, I saw you guys there, like, and we all walked in together because you guys, like, just were like, there was a bunch of people lined up in one line. And there was another open thing that was not VIP or anything that because people are just morons, nobody thought to walk through. And we just walked by thousands of people. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. We snuck right in. Yeah. And it was totally above board. It wasn't any yeah. like special treatment or sneaky stuff. Uh, yeah. Just people lining up because there was a line there and not looking at their surroundings. <laughs> but by that point, you knew who he was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, just this is Jeff. He seems like a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it's a funny story. Is we're like doing, we're drinking tequila, like we're sharing tacos. But you know me. I mean, the whole table is like talking about other stuff, and it's just me and Jeff. And then finally, I'm just like, ah, oh, crap, my bad. You're Jeff, die. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, most of my celebrity interactions that are coming to mind were like definitely not the wild. Um, they were definitely like work circumstances for me and them. Um, but you never just randomly seen a celebrity, man. I'm trying to think. I know one time on my way to a blackout shortly after turning 21 at a club in Kirkland, uh, Lofa Tatupu came by and like the, the night got very hazy after that. But I do specifically remember he was very large. <laughs> very athletic yeah <laughs> dude i remember the big story growing up that i heard so the tatupus are oh i'm sorry not tatupu the tuyasa sopos do you guys remember those athletes yeah yeah so like you know i think two or three of them played in of the children played in uh various professional sports leagues when I, one was on the mariners but then also the dad was on the seahawks well the legendary story growing up was that my friend was in line behind uh their mom at dick's and at the time everything was like you know a dollar dollar ten cents she ordered 96 dollars worth of food <laughs> <laughs> Just unbelievable. It's like, yeah, can I get like 47 cheeseburgers, 17 fries, you know, whatever. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay, real quick. So that story reminds me once uh, in the morning at an after party, right? So this is the next morning. My buddy gave me a hundred bucks and was like, you two go to Dick's and get as much food as you can. Right? But that <laughs> night at the after party, right? You're talking two, three in the morning, right? So I'm having a great time. I think this is when I used to smoke blunts all the time. And I'm in the living room and we start talking sports and I am shit talking Notre Dame to no end, oh, no. right? And somebody gets off the couch who played in the NFL at that point and just goes, hey man, like, what is your problem? Like I played at Notre Dame. And it was like, <laughs> oh, well, 
I didn't really expect to run into somebody like the plate at her day. <laughs> I mean, he was cool about it, but he was just like, really? Like, I'm sitting right there. And I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> Dude, let me ask you this. Does he have a one syllable last name? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Yeah, <clears throat> I'll leave the team position out of it because then people wouldn't know. All right, there you go. There's another episode of the Home Episodes. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Make sure you get a Reuben with all the real Irish stuff like Russian dressing and sauerkraut and Jewish rye bread. Uh, but no, go out. It's always a fun little, uh, I, that's not a real holiday. It's like a fake holiday, but go get a green pint. Like be a stereotypical person. You can go back out. You can do it, man. <laughs> All right, for MCTP, for Kyle, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.